I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the News Du Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So unlike Thursday and Friday of last week, we have a ton of news to go over today, so let's get into it. First up, we have three mini stories for you guys. So President Biden had a minor skin cancer removed from his chest at Walter Reed Hospital. So this is a type of skin cancer called basal cell carcinoma. I've actually had one myself. It requires a type of surgery called a Mohs surgery. And basically what they do is they will come into the cancerous spot and remove it and then test the skin right underneath that spot. And if there's still more cancer, they will remove even more and then test it again, and then remove more and test it again, and remove more and test it again. And essentially, you need two back-to-back no-cancer tests. And once they've been negative twice, you know they've gotten all the cancer. And from there, it's just a matter of healing that spot. Basal cell carcinoma in and of itself is not deadly. However, it can turn into more serious cancers like melanomas. So it's just really important to get that most surgery done. And President Biden did that. So just wanted to keep you guys posted on that. And potentially, you know, there's some people saying, was this affecting him delaying announcing that he's running for a second term. I doubt it just because a basal cell carcinoma is such, again, it's not life-threatening, but you never know. For our second mini story today, Meghan and Harry were kicked off of palace grounds. So basically, they were keeping this little cottage called Frogmore Cottage that is on one of the British palace grounds. And they touched on this in the documentary, basically saying that you know, it's not a palace. (laughs) It's a little cottage and it's like leaning and it's just, you know, they kind of were like denigrating this space where they had lived for a time. But it sounds like they were still, they had still left some of their belongings there. And whenever they had to go to the UK, they would stay at this cottage. And long story short, Charles is saying, get the fuck out. So (laughs) they are being kicked out of that residence. Protecting the energy supplies that keep our homes warm, innovating for a more sustainable and resource-efficient world, and why more women are needed for the future of engineering. I'm Fran Scott, maker and pyrotechnician, and these are just some of the things I'll be exploring that are making a world of difference in our new series of the Process Automation Podcast from ABB. Tap the button to listen and follow the Process Automation Podcast now. 'd last mini story for today Anthony Blinken who is our Secretary of State he encountered 
his Russian counterpart at a bigger conference and they had kind of an impromptu meeting where Blinken supposedly said to his Russian counterpart, you guys need to end this war in Ukraine. Now, (laughs) I doubt that's going to do any good. You know, the Russians aren't really taking their cues from us. However, it is a pretty momentous step because it is the first time that we've really, you know, face to face dealt with Russian diplomats. So since the war began, which is over a year. So it's pretty intense uh, conversation and we'll keep you guys posted if anything comes of it. All right. And now into the rest of the news for today. First up, the German chancellor visits the U.S. So the leader of Germany met with President Biden in a notably low key manner. You see, when a foreign head of state comes to town, especially like a key ally, we would pull out all the stops usually, you know, roll out the red carpet, make it a big to do. I mean, if you guys remember, the French prime minister came recently and, you know, they served all kind of fancy food and it was, again, a big to do. But not this time. So why? Well, it seems that the two had a pretty serious conversation to be had, and they didn't want to call too much attention to the fact that they may be in disagreement on a few topics. But by the end of the meetings, the two leaders were giving a joint press conference saying that they were committed to working, quote unquote, in lockstep with one another when it comes to Ukraine, which is obviously the biggest geopolitical event at the current moment. Germany had been hesitant to send weapons at various junctures and really looked to the U.S. for leadership, it seems, and followed our lead in sending the tanks. So perhaps President Biden was trying to soothe some of those fears and really make a game plan on what our next steps for the war in Ukraine as an ally. And next up for today, we, of course, have to discuss the Murdoch trial. So, On Friday, we left you guys in a cliffhanger, letting you know that the jury was deliberating in the Alex Murdoch case. Well, (laughs) I recorded that episode here in my home office. I went downstairs and my husband's like, did you see he was convicted? So I was shocked at how quickly that happened. If you don't know about the case, definitely head back to Monday, February 27th episode. It has all of the details behind this case and their sketchy family history. We spend the whole episode discussing it, so it's definitely going to get you all the facts there. But there's also a three-part Netflix series on the subject if you're looking for a deep dive. But anywho, the jury came back within three hours of beginning their deliberations, which was pretty shocking because, as I mentioned on Friday, many were given the feeling that the jury might be buying what the defense was selling. And then, almost as quickly as he was convicted, he was sentenced. So the judge decided on life sentences for both Maggie and Paul's murders. So these are back-to-back life sentences. Um, He didn't mention anything about parole, so I don't know if somehow he would be eligible for parole at some point, but I did not hear the judge mention anything about that. 
So something pretty crazy that happened is that it seems like Paul Murdaugh may have inadvertently solved his own murder. You see, he was actually taking video of the dogs on his phone just before he was killed. And in the background of that video footage, you can hear Alex Murdaugh's voice shouting something at his son. And apparently, Alex Murdaugh did not know that this video existed until the trial. And it was really the nail in his coffin as it proved that he was at the scene at the time of the murders and had lied to authorities several times about that. He then took the stand, of course, kind of trying to appeal to the jury personally, but it may have done even more damage because, as we know, lawyers never recommend that a defendant take the stand. And with the jury coming back in a mere three hours, he must not have been very convincing. Alex Murdaugh still faces tons, like dozens of criminal charges, maybe as many as a hundred for his various financial crimes, which at this point won't make too much of a difference with his back-to-back life sentences. But he does, however, plan to appeal his murder convictions. So stay tuned for any more info that comes out on that. Protecting the energy supplies that keep our homes warm innovating for a more sustainable and resource efficient world and why more women are needed for the future of engineering. I'm Fran Scott, maker and pyrotechnician, and these are just some of the things I'll be exploring that are making a world of difference in our new series of the Process Automation Podcast from ABB. Tap the button to listen and follow the Process Automation Podcast now. And next step for today, CPAC recap. So Republicans met at CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference in Maryland, which ended on Saturday. Trump was the headliner, which may say something about where the Republican Party is headed for 2024. Although Ron DeSantis is being talked about quite a bit, Trump is actually still polling far and away as the winner. Like, it's not even close, like 62% to 20% in one poll. He spoke at CPAC for 90 minutes and took jabs at fellow Republicans such as Paul Ryan and Jeb Bush, clearly wanting to distinguish himself from his opponents for the primaries. His only two challengers at the moment, Nikki Haley and Vivek Ramaswamy, both spoke at the events on Friday. However, and this is really important, guys, there are a ton of other Republicans who are rumored to be running in 2024, like Mike Pence, Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, and more. Many of these folks used to be super Team Trump. So, It would be pretty awkward for them to be at CPAC where he would be headlining as they now stand against him. So they attended instead this alternative weekend event hosted by big donors called the Club for Growth, who purposefully did not invite Trump as they are looking for the Republican Party to move past him for 2024. 
Trump says that he plans to run even if he is indicted. But can you imagine, guys, for a second, a presidential candidate who is trying to battle criminal charges while running a presidential campaign? Oof, I almost feel like criminal charges may be the way out for the GOP. They could use those charges as an excuse to endorse a different candidate. Because as of now, quite a high number of their highest ticket donors have said they will not donate to Trump's campaign, even if he is the Republican nominee. And at the end of the day, campaigns need funding in order to succeed. But these split events are not a good look, you guys. A party really wants to feel unified going into a presidential election. And having two separate events on the same weekend is just not a unified vibe. It shows how polarizing Trump has been for his own party. His opponents have noted that Trump and his candidates are losing all across the country. And while he may still be the most popular among the Republican Party, they have to look forward to the general election where winning over moderates is what counts. And lastly for today, a huge fire in a hotel in China. So there is a huge hotel being built in Hong Kong's shopping district. A 42-story structure was being constructed, about 490-some rooms right by the waterfront and in a high-end neighborhood. And you guys, it caught fire. The video footage of this structure burning is absolutely gut-wrenching. The flames are just totally out of control. The building itself kind of reminded me of like how a log burns where it almost glows from within and almost kind of sparkles in certain areas. That's like what we were seeing, but a giant 42-story building. It is clear from video footage that onlookers were extremely frightened and who can blame them? But it seems like they got the fire put out and it doesn't appear that anyone was hurt or killed. Thank goodness. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, silence is the best answer to someone who doesn't value your words. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugarfree media, all one word on TikTok. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from
protecting the energy supplies that keep our homes warm, innovating for a more sustainable and resource efficient world, and why more women are needed for the future of engineering. I'm Fran Scott, maker and pyrotechnician, and these are just some of the things I'll be exploring that are making a world of difference in our new series of the Process Automation Podcast from ABB. Tap the button to listen and follow the Process Automation Podcast now.